Hi, I'm Rach. And I'm Tish. Welcome to Blondes Out Loud. Happy Pride Month and happy Wednesday. We are back in Wisconsin. We got here, what? Friday. Yeah, we got here Friday. 18 long hours in the car. Drove straight through. When we, we say, like, in our head, we're probably thinking never again. But then guess what? We're going to be doing this again in, like... Two months. Two freaking months. Yeah. I mean, it's not the worst drive in the world, but it is so long. It is. It sucks. It turns into about 20 hours with traffic and with having to stop to fill up and let the dogs out. Yeah. So it gets to be long. Um, but we made it. We did. We left at We left. So actually, we're psychopaths because... So we've been going, we, I think we maybe mentioned we've been going to see the Thanksgiving play in New York City oh God, on Broadway um, because Darcy Carden's in it. Which, by the way, this is really sad, but it does close on Sunday. So if you haven't gotten the chance to see it yet, and you're you in the area until June 11th, seriously, it was the coolest freaking show I've ever seen. You have four days left. Four freaking days. Go see it. Please go see it. You won't regret it. And stage door and meet Darcy because she is the most and Katie Finneran. Oh my god, Katie! I love Katie. <laughs> oh, I miss them so much. Same. Anyways, we had to go in June because we needed the Pride playbill. Another reason to go. We needed it, and ironically, we were leaving for Wisconsin on June second. So June 1st was the only opportunity we had to get this Pride playbill. And, of course, we were like, oh, yeah, why not go Thursday night? The night before we leave, which, keep in mind, we left at, like, 2.30 in the morning, Friday morning. It was more like 2 a.m., actually. Well, we tried to leave at 2 a.m., and then you forgot the curling iron, and we had to go back. Yeah, I forgot. That happened. You're right. Um. So we're psychopaths, and we went to the show that night, and we took the train in, and by the time we got back from the show, it was I think it was 12.30. Like, yeah, it was around midnight. It was like 12.30, and we're like, well, we could try <laughs> to take a nap, but we also needed to pack the car up, because yeah. we live in Hartford, and there's been a ton of car break-ins in our parking lot, specifically, literally our parking lot only i don't know if that's true but like it's happened a lot and, like, some random girl just got all four tires stolen off of her vehicle <laughs> if that, literally if that they, doesn't show in the middle of the night put her car on bricks yeah and stole all four tires off of her car this happened in our parking lot yep. and in march my car got stolen out of our parking lot last september my car was attempted to be stolen in our parking lot um one of our neighbors had their car stolen out of our parking lot. Like, you see the trend. Yeah. Um, many break-ins and windows. So we're like, we cannot put anything in our car until we're ready to yeah. leave. Like, the second we're going out of that parking lot yeah. to leave for Wisconsin. So nothing was packed in our car. We got no. home at 1230, and we had Hauled so much everything. to pack because we were packing all of our wedding stuff because mm-hmm. we're driving. This is the only time we're driving until August, yeah. and we wanted to have it all here and get it all sorted. So it took us like two hours to pack the car. It, it really like. did because we had a lot. We we really did have a lot of stuff. And somebody stole the the moving carts out of our apartment unit, so Shocking. we didn't have those to use. So we were literally hauling not everything. out of our unit. Sorry, out, out of, of our, our building. building. Yeah, yeah. But like we were moving everything 
like one by one into yeah. the car and back to our or going back to the unit. And then we have dogs who have anxiety. <laughs> and so if they see us bring a suitcase out oh, of our unit, yeah. they will freak. And so it's we midnight. had to like, yeah, we had to like, one of us had to stay in the apartment at all times or they yeah. would freak out. It was just a nightmare. So anyways, we got out at like two 30 in the morning and did not sleep. Like we, Tisha slept on the train a little bit and then I drove home from the train station and she slept in the car, but that was it. And then she had to drive. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to sleep in the car so then I could drive. Like, it was just a process of going back and forth. And it was such a miserable drive. It was. It it worked. And like you said, we are psychopaths for going to see the show (laughs) the night before. But honestly, it's fine. I don't regret it one bit. We got the Pride playbills. That's all that matters. We got the Pride playbills. I would see it again in a heartbeat if we could. But unfortunately, we are here in Wisconsin. (laughs) Unfortunately. Unfortunately. That's not true, though. Like, we're actually really happy to be here. And we've been super productive, um, especially with the wedding. Yeah. We met with our wedding coordinator today for the first time. We did. Which was really, really exciting. And I feel like, for me, it made it all seem so real. It did, yeah. So real. Like, we we didn't use a wedding coordinator for, or a wedding planner, I guess. There's kind of a difference because the planner is, like, a whole, pro- like, the whole process. A coordinator is more like a day of. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a day of coordinator, but we get to start working with them three months out. And then we meet, like, once month or a couple times monthly up until the wedding. And then they'll be there on the wedding day. But we met with them for the first time, and um, it just really made it feel real. I feel like now, too, it's, like, it's only a couple months away. So now we really do have to start thinking about, like, the stuff that we weren't really thinking about before. Like, today I was picking music because, yeah, we have our songs, but, like, we also have to pick the other songs, like, for, you know, our grandparents and our bridal party and stuff like that. So, I mean, we... There's just so many things that, you you know, that are go into a wedding that you don't really think about yeah. until you get closer and then it's like, oh, shit. And you're talking to your wedding coordinator who literally does this for a living and is like, well, what are you doing for this? And you're like, we have to do that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't thought about that, but okay. Yeah. So that was exciting. Yeah. And we finished, almost finished all of our floral. Yes. That's almost. getting really, really close to done, which is super exciting. I think we mentioned we're doing all fake flowers and it's all coming together so beautifully. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Um, what else? There was something else we did. Oh, we met with um, the one of the owners of our venue today to mm-hmm. talk about bar packages and then answer some other lingering questions that we had. And, yeah, it's just, like, it feels like it's all starting to come together. Like, especially after the wedding coordinator yeah. meeting, I was like, holy shit, like, we're actually not in a bad place. We're I was really a little not. nervous. Yeah. But, like, we're pretty set. Like, it's all the little details yeah. now. And he even kind of said that, too. He was yeah. like, wow, you know, like, so like you I guys mean, are good. Yeah, we're good. We're we're good. And now I'm so excited to see it all come together. Oh, I think that's what's going to be the coolest thing is, like, because you've had this vision and you've been pl- we've been planning it for two and a half years. So it's like it's all all this planning for one day. So I'm, I, I am really excited to see how it's going to come together in the end. So those are our Wisconsin updates. We're here for, what, like seven more days pretty much. We leave on Sunday, so six-ish more days. Six, yeah. Um, and Tisha's, well, Tisha's yeah. sister gets married on 
this Saturday. We were at a wedding this past Saturday. So we're also just attending all these weddings right now. And so if exciting. you've been, if you've gotten married and you went to a wedding, like within a few months of when you get married, you just like know that feeling where you're like sitting at the ceremony, watching other people get married and you're like, holy that's shit, gonna that's going to be me. Yeah. Well, us, but like in my head, I'm like, that's going to be me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you like pay extra attention to all the little details and you yeah. get nitpicky about other people's weddings. You You're do. like, I will never do that. Yeah. Or like, oh my God, I want to do that. Yeah. Um, so that was totally us on Saturday, which the wedding we went to was absolutely stunning and went very, very well. Um, and then Tisha's sister's wedding on Saturday, I'm sure we'll be feeling the same way, but that one will be even weirder because like the people who are going to attend our wedding will also be at I'll that be, wedding. Yeah, exactly. So I think it'll be an even different feeling. It will be different. Yep. But yeah, lots of wedding, everything happening right For now. Sure. So that's enough um, wedding talk. Um, before we get into this week's episode, I did want to just kind of explain to you we are giving our listeners the opportunity to be featured on the podcast this month for pride month if you haven't already seen it on our social media which we will be posting again we are going to be sharing story. your stories uh, your stories yes <laughs> not ours for not once. our stories obviously like the point of pride month is to really get our stories out there yeah like we need representation we need to be heard you know our needs need to be heard and seen because obviously some people just don't get it Mm -hmm. and that's what pride month is all about and so we want this month to also i mean we like to talk about ourselves a lot as you probably have learned but (laughs) we also want it to be a space for your voices to be heard yeah um And so we're giving you that opportunity and it's a short form. You can really do whatever you want with it. You can. Yeah. It can be your coming out story. It can be what Pride Month means to you. Um, It can be how you feel being a part of the community or what your favorite experience has been. Or even if you're an ally too. Or even if you're an ally. You don't have to be technically part of the community but you are even if you are an ally so if you have a story about what it means to you to be an ally for our community we would love to hear that too um and we'll select as many as we can obviously we don't we aren't gonna go past like kind of our hour time limit but we'll take as many stories as we can get and fit them in and kind of chat about um all of you and how your stories are changing the world really and Mm -hmm. making our well I would like to say our country more inclusive. It is, though. It is. And in hindsight, it may not seem like you're making such a big impact in the moment, but really, truly, our stories are what pushes our community forward and and helps us um, keep our rights, fight for our rights, and and just build our representation and live happily and freely and build that community. So please share your stories with us if you're comfortable. It can be anonymous. Yeah. You don't have to give your name or your location. If you're comfortable sharing your name, we're only going to be using first names and we ask for your permission. So if you're worried about that, please don't even hesitate. Just go submit your story. Don't give us your name or your location and we'll still share it. Um, So that's really exciting we can't wait for that episode it's going to be the last one in june so june i think it was the 28th 28th. yeah 
So get those in by, I believe we said like the 25th or 26th. Something like that. Um, We'll share that form again on our social media. And we're really excited to hear from you. Yes, we are. Now I think it's time we can finally jump into the episode. <laughs> After all of us, or that was all a very long intro banter that we're doing. A lot to talk about. Um, I really, I'm excited about this episode because today, Tisha and I are each going to share five things that we wish we knew before we came out. I feel like I could definitely say more than five, but... Oh, there's so many more than five, for sure. Like, we were sitting here rattling things off, but then we were kind of like, oh, that could fall under this one, and that could fall under this. Yeah, we we kind of tied it all in This could get long. It could get long, yes. But I think this is a fun topic for Pride Month. Um, It is. Not only because if you're not out, it gives you some things to think about, Mm -hmm. um, but if you're an ally or maybe you're listening to this and you hate our community i'm not sure why you would be doing that but if you are cool and welcome and i hope you learn a lot um but also just if you are out like you're gonna reminisce a lot right now for I think. Sure. and you're either gonna relate or you're gonna be like mm, no i didn't feel that yeah so i'm excited about this episode and i think it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah so let's get started with you n- kicking us off i am gonna kick us off right. with number one and these are by no means and there's no particular order but we did touch, we did talk about this on a different episode, but so the first thing is you will have to continue to come out multiple times your entire life. Even after you have your big, you know, official coming out, you're still going to have to come out to, you know, we've, we talked about this in the past, like coworkers, uh, new people you meet, doctors, whatever, whatever it is, it is an endless process, really. Never ending process yeah to a t like it is the definition of and i don't think in our lifetime it ever will not be a process right unfortunately it's draining it is it is exhausting like you really truly do think in that moment like depending on how you come out because everybody does it differently and like some people just don't some people just live and i'm that is wonderful i'm Mm -hmm. so jealous of that um but like for me like i had my coming out post on social media and I remember like in that moment I was literally at pride in Minneapolis when I came out on social media and like posted the post and I was at dinner with my best friend and I'm like I'm turning my phone off I'm so like sick to my stomach right now that I just posted that and like I set my phone down and like didn't look at it for the entire dinner because I was just like anxious about it but like in that moment I was so relieved at the same time and I was like I'm done yeah it's over yeah everybody knows everyone knows everyone knows the whole world saw my Facebook post uh, it's done yeah if only it was like that really (laughs) and little did I know like that was only the very beginning yeah unfortunately and there's no middle there's no, no. close and to there's end. no end yeah like it just keeps on coming and coming yeah. and coming and you always have to do it mm-hmm. yeah sadly. i mean you can choose not to but i actually we talked about this a little bit too in a different podcast but like coming out isn't necessarily being like hey i'm gay you know it's like in the little conversations you have like like oh what does your partner do and i'm like oh she does this and then they're like oh you're dating a woman or oh you're married to a woman or oh my wife does this oh you're not married to a man things like that that that's still coming out even though you're not blatantly saying it so even if you choose not to like say the words or like actually 
come out, come out, like you're still going to have to and to some extent. Yeah. Um, so that is definitely one thing that I, neither of us realized when mm-hmm. we first like came out. Um, yeah, that's a not so fun one, really. No, definitely not. Number two, I guess that's my cue. Um, this is also something I've kind of mentioned a little bit in a prior podcast, but it's kind of funny, is that a lot of people around you know before you are even willing to admit it to yourself. And not everybody has this experience, but I definitely did. And I know a lot of people who have also been there where it's like, I was having secretly secret, I put those in like quotations because I thought they were secret relationships, closeted relationships. Um, I thought I was doing a really good job of hiding it. And nobody had any idea that I was gay or into women, you know? And little did I know half the people or probably more than half the people close to me that I told were like, okay. Yeah, I already knew that. But actually, I'm going to interrupt you here because when when we talked about that on one episode, I had someone reach out to me and say, well, I thought you weren't supposed to do that as an ally. Like, if, if you come to me and you say, oh, I'm gay, I shouldn't be like, oh, my God, I know, or I, or I have known because then it kind of, like, diminishes, yeah. you know, like, like takes your, away from it. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. And I guess I never really thought about it that way. I think it depends on the person but I think it and does. the situation and the relationship you have, you with, have them. with them. Yeah. Because I think for me, a lot of the people that said that to me, like one was my brother. I'm pretty sure he was just like, yeah, like Rach, we all knew, but like, I'm really proud of you right. for saying it, you know? And I think that's part of it too, is like the follow up after you're like, dude, I knew. Yeah. It's like, if you follow up and then you go into like, I'm so proud of you. And like, this is a huge moment for you. And you like acknowledge all of that, then that that's okay in my opinion yeah but it's also the person like for Tisha sure. might be like that would break my heart if someone said that to me like I'd be super offended and then me I'm just like I don't give a fuck like I'm so like chill almost <laughs> like people can say anything to me like yeah I cannot stand when people make like homophobic comments yeah um but if somebody lets out like a like jokingly when they're God, I'm defending people. This is so awful. But, like, my brother, for example. Oh, my God, I'm calling my brother out in this podcast. (laughs) Like, he used to all the time say things like, that's gay. Yeah, I think we all did. Everybody kind of did that. And uh, some people still do. Oh, yeah, yep. And, like, I'm just not the person who's going to get into a big fight about that. Like, if they're doing it intentionally to hurt somebody in our community, I will absolutely stand up for all of us. I think it depends. I mean... It is 2023. We shouldn't be using gay as an insult. But unfortunately, sometimes people, it's in their vocabulary and they are not willing to learn. Yeah. I'm not calling your brother out. Well, he's better. He's, he's so much better. better. He's yeah, so yeah, much yeah. better. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I see a lot in my small, whole ta- my small hometown. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no. So truly like I'm not trying to defend anyone here. I'm just like, that's just my personality is like, I'm very conflict avoidant and I will avoid confrontation until like somebody's slitting my throat with a knife. 
and I probably still avoid it. So when someone says something like that, I'm just like, you're fucking kidding me internally. But then like, yeah. don't like, unless they're actually intentionally hurting somebody, I'm just like, I'm not going to throw in my two cents right now. I just can't mentally handle that. Um, where were we? I don't know how we got on that tangent. Wow, that was a really long tangent we just got on, and now I lost my train of thought on it, so we're just going <laughs> to continue on. Already, all right. Um, but just a little side note on this number two, there's kind of a flip side to it, too, that while, like, a lot of people might know before you're willing to admit it to yourself, you also shouldn't assume that people already know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's also easy to do especially when you're already out and you get back into those little situations where um like you have to keep coming out to new people i think like for me like at work i just assume that everybody in my department knows i'm marrying a woman but in reality i haven't actually told everybody that and not everybody follows me on social media and like knows these things about me and then i kind of (laughs) like shut up i kind of like get offended when they don't know And I just have to remind myself, like, hey, it's not fair to, like, get upset with them. You haven't told, you haven't told them they, they don't follow you, like, those types of things. So I think it's also just important not to assume that people know and, um. It's a learning process for everyone. Yeah. All right. Well, number three on things I wish I would have known, uh, before coming out or before we wish we would have known before coming out, um, is that. You can't predict everyone's reaction. Uh, not everyone is going to handle it the same way. Some people are going to, you know, be very positive about it. Some people are going to be very negative. They won't accept you. And the hard part is you might have to cut certain people out of your life. Yeah, it is what it is. I think that's the hardest part about coming out. And I think that's something that crosses your mind before you start telling people is yeah. like if that person reacts negatively like what are the consequences of that and how will that relationship move forward but you're never really like I know I'm going to tell that person and we're no longer going to be friends yeah. like you don't want that to happen so you don't you don't think that. about you that either you don't put that into a whole picture in your head like yeah. you want to avoid that um but yeah that is the harsh reality of it unfortunately especially in the world we live in is just that there are some relationships you're not going to be able to save because they're just not worth saving. Yeah. Um, and truly that that is key right there is that even if it's your parent or your best friend or, you know, your closest relative, like if they don't accept you, I am telling you right now, it is not worth the pain and exhaustion and hurt that it will cause you to try to maintain that relationship. Yeah, for sure. Number four? Yeah, number four. Um, This is good. Actually, a really good piggyback off of that one. Um, And something I think we mentioned in another another podcast. That's how these are all tying together. um, Is how crucial your support system is when you come out. Yeah. Um, Obviously, this is... This seems like, duh, you know. But at the same time most people when they come out don't have that support system built up because they haven't come out yet right you know what i'm saying so like you have your support system in the way that you have your mom your dad your best friends but if you haven't come out to them yet 
they're not that true support system that you need in your moment of coming out because you don't know how they feel about it yet, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, And so I guess my point to this one is um, build your support system by coming out slowly first to those closest to you. Yeah. This is something that worked for me. I shouldn't say this is going to work for everyone, but that's my my biggest tip for anyone who's working on coming out and building up the courage to do that. At least have somebody, at least have one person who already knows, who is very supportive of you and who is going to love you through the entire process. Because if any other coming out goes bad or goes wrong after that, you will always have that person to come back to and find support in them. Um, So build some sort of support system, whether it's a whole group of people, whether it's one person, whether it's a stranger online who is also a part of the LGBTQ community. Um, I think a lot of people actually do that first. Yep. Um, That's super common to go and find these groups on Facebook and build relationships or not Facebook, I'm sorry, on social media and build these relationships virtually first. And then go and tell tell the people closest to them. I was just going to say, which is the cool part about social media and all that because people are able to connect with people like them and find that support system because not everyone has, you know, in-person support. Sometimes it is only virtual. Yeah. And there's so many ways to find that support online. Yeah. Like, it is so easy. Yeah. But you still have to be careful. But, like, it is so easy to find those people online. Mm Mm-hmm. Number five is that you don't have to look or act gay. I think for me, I fought a lot with myself because... I didn't look like the stereotypical lesbian. I obviously am a femme lesbian, but I didn't know that that was a thing at the time. So I thought, well, I obviously couldn't be gay because I didn't look gay. And if I would have known that before, then maybe I wouldn't have had so much inner battle with myself. But there is no right or wrong way to look or act. You don't have to act a certain way. And unfortunately, yes, there are stereotypes within the LGBTQ plus community, but you don't have to look or act like those stereotypes. There is actually no look to being gay. Like, no. I know we are the worst hypocrites because not we as in Tisha and I, well, we as in Tisha and I, but like the LGBTQ community as a whole, like we are so hypocritical, like shout out to all of us because we're the ones on Twitter like tweeting about those stereotypes you know what i'm saying like we'll we'll tweet something about like um like saw a girl wearing flan a flannel like knew she was a lesbian or whatever like stupid shit like that but like there truly is no one way to look gay the next thing on our list um that we wish we knew before coming out and i feel like i'm tagging off of tisha's really well right now because um i wrote down that It will not define you, nor should it change the way that anyone else sees you. Um, And this one, this kind of goes back to what Tisha was just saying about how, like, people always said, like, you don't look gay. Like, you're not, you don't look like what a lesbian looks like. Um, 
And I think we let those stereotypes kind of define our community. And then we feel like in turn, when we come out, that's how we are then defined. And then we think that that is going to be the only thing that defines us and the only way people see us. And so I'm going to come out and then I'm going to walk down the street and my neighbor next door who knows that I came out, they're automatically, that's the only thing they're going to think of is she's gay. She's marrying a woman. She's a lesbian. But in reality, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and going on about what I said about it shouldn't change how anyone, the way anyone else sees you. Um, there are people who are going to look at you differently, but those people probably aren't meant to be in your life. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, just like we talked about earlier with relationships, you might have to cut off. Um, the people that truly love you for you, it will not change a single thing about the way that they see you, the way that they treat you, how they feel about you, your friendship, yeah. your relationship. None of that should change when they find out or when you choose to come out to them. Yeah. Um, really, it just comes down to you're sharing something about yourself with them that they didn't know. And that's it. Yeah. It's not life changing. It's not personality changing. It's not changing anything about you or who you are. It is actually your, it's, it's your core, you know, yeah. you're, you're choosing to live as your true authentic self. And if that's not okay with them, then they shouldn't be a part of your life. Yeah. Number seven um, is that acceptance starts with you. And I wish I would have known this because I think I was expecting other people around me to just like full on accept me right away when I still wasn't 100% sure with myself. Um, especially just because there are a lot um, of battles that, you know, we do face. There's a lot of, I think I had a little bit of inner homophobia myself because I didn't want to be gay. Um, and I think a lot of people can kind of relate to that as, you know, when you kind of are starting to find out that you do like, you know, someone of the same sex, you're, you're having this constant battle. So ultimately you have to accept yourself before other people can accept you. Yeah, so true. I think everybody experiences that in some way, shape or form Mm -hmm. when they're coming out or we're working through the process of exploring their sexuality. Um, number eight. This is, like, super cliche and lame, but, like, it's also so true, and I feel like it needs to be said because, obviously, when, like, coming out is a big deal. Like, this isn't a small thing for most people, um, and it's terrifying, and bad things can happen. Like, people can have negative responses, and obviously you need to prepare yourself for that. But I think it's really important to remember and continuously remind yourself that things will get easier and things will get better. Mm-hmm. Um, it will get easier to come out over and over yep. and over again. It's always going to be an 
a little bit annoying and frustrating yeah. um, because it it sucks and it's stupid that we have to do that. It yeah. shouldn't be a thing, but it is. So that's always going to be frustrating, but it does get easier. It gets, I think, as you become more confident with yourself and back to what you were saying, accepting yourself, once you've fully, yeah. truly accepted yourself, like nobody's bringing you down. And when you're like, you're like, I'm gay and you just want to like shout it to the rooftops, you know, like it gets easier. Yeah, for sure. You you will get to that point where you can just say it on a dime and not feel bad about it or yeah. uncomfortable about it or like you are a problem mm-hmm. um and things will get better yeah even if you lose the best relationship you had in your life because they didn't accept you it will get better not the relationship that's probably a good thing that that relationship <laughs> is gone but like yeah. things will get better things you are like, yeah. gonna find your family i think we all talk about chosen family yeah so often Um, Because a lot of us do lose really close family members when we come out and your chosen family is that that is your support group that is going to carry you through life. You're going to find your chosen family and things are going to get better because Mm -hmm. there are people out there who love and support and care for you. You're going to find those people and it will get better. Right. So number nine is that there is no timeline to coming out. I think that some people think that they have to rush um right away when they find out like oh I might like women um or men or whatever but in reality there is no rush you can take your time some people don't come out until they're in their 40s or 50s there literally is no time when you are ready that is the time and some people don't even realize yeah that they're gay or lesbian or trans or whatever it may be until they're older or further into life than others some people realize it really early on there are children who know yes exactly and why that's so controversial in our country is beyond me but it doesn't matter there really is no timeline like when you know you know and you are truly the only person who can know that yeah and no one else can tell you who you are, how you identify. And you are able to take as much time as you need to come out because there is no timeline to it. Yeah. And and you should take time. Yeah. I don't think it's something that should really be rushed. Yeah. Because it is a long process and coming to, you know, realize your sexuality or how you identify and then to really truly accept yourself and then yeah. to come out to others and feel confident in that process. Like it, it, it takes a long time and it's not the same for everybody. Last but not least, number 10, um, I saved my probably more controversial opinion for last. Um, Some people will probably agree with this, but I think there's some others that are going to be like, no, 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 that's not right. And this is just based on my experience um, and how I feel about it. But totally acknowledging some people will not agree. So here it goes. Sometimes it is necessary to give the other person some space to process, even though it's unfair and it hurts. Yeah. And I say that because for, especially for those in our older generations, it can be shocking to them. And Mm -hmm. when you think about 
think don't think about the LGBTQ community and someone coming out to you, but think about someone telling you shocking information and how long it takes you to process it. Yeah. Right? So like think about this is a little dramatic, but like think about you hear about someone close to you getting injured in an accident and they're in the hospital and it's not looking good. You know, like think about something like that being told to you and you go into shock and like you have to process that. Yeah. It's, it can be similar for others who hear like a mom and a dad who maybe are super religious and their religion goes against this. They hear this, they hear that their son is gay those types of people definitely need some time to process it. And not that they all come around, but everybody processes things a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. And some people just need a little bit of time. Yeah. And my example with this one is when I came out to my dad because he's definitely not somebody who likes to have conversations that are, like, deeper and more meaningful. Like, everybody knows this about him. And so when I told him, he, like, I think I told told about this already, but, like, he didn't really respond. And, like, I left and cried or whatever. But, like, he just needed time to really think about how to respond. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think for him it was more of, like, I don't want to say something wrong. Yeah. And I don't want to hurt her, although... In the process, I was still a little hurt because I was reading the situation differently. Um, But after that, like, his way of showing me that it was okay and that he still loved and accepted me was by not changing anything about our relationship. He still treated me the same. He still loved me. He still, you know, nothing changed. Not a single thing about our relationship changed, and that's how I knew. So I guess my point of this is not necessarily, like, there are some people who don't deserve the time because they are just closed-minded and they will never get there. But there are also some people out there who really just need time to process things that they weren't expecting. Yeah. And I think it's it's okay to remind yourself that person might just need a little more time. Mm-hmm. Don't give them your entire lifetime. That's no, not fair. God, no. <laughs> but, like, just acknowledge, like, hey... I'm telling you this, it might be a shock to you, and I'm going to give you time to sit with it, and then let's talk when you're ready. Yeah. And if then they come back to you calmer or whatever, and they're ready to talk, and it's a negative experience, then you know it's they shouldn't be in your life. Yeah. But I just, it may be controversial, but I do think it's fair to give people time. I think I had to give myself years to process it myself. Yeah, I, I did About too. myself. Yeah, yeah. And if that doesn't tell you anything, like... People need time. Yeah, they do. Including yourself. Including yourself. Be good to yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, happy Pride Month. We hope that you guys are celebrating and staying safe this month. If you went to P-Town Pride over the weekend, please send me pictures. I want to live vicariously through you because we missed it while we were in Wisconsin and P-Town Pride is my favorite. Please send me pictures to my DMs. Thanks. Yes. Don't forget that we are featuring stories, so you can fill out the Google form that is found on our social media pages. We really are just looking forward to hearing your stories. Thanks for listening to Blondes Out Loud. Episodes are released on Spotify and Apple Podcasts every Wednesday.
We hope to hear you there. <laughs> this is so bad. Okay, somebody give us a new closing. Somebody creative. It's not me. I'll tell you that. We we need a we need a good closing. That's fun. But for now, for now we're just to listen to stupid shit that Rach says. We are just gonna listen to our stupid shit, and you're gonna pretend that you can see us blowing kisses 